There is a gold mine of data found in your customer support tickets, feedback, bugs, operational improvements, product ideas, you name it. Your customers are begging you to fix their problems. And our sponsor this week, OmniPanel, does the job to surface all these insights for you automatically and send them to the right person on your team. Next time there's a bug request, boom, goes to the product department. Next time there's an operational idea, great, goes to your COO. There's never been something like this before and I'm really excited to share OmniPanel with you, a great software to streamline all these requests. If you're interested in trying out OmniPanel, go to OmniPanel.io and let them know Forward Thinking Founders sent you. That is O-M-N-I-P-A-N-E-L dot I-O. Thank you so much OmniPanel for sponsoring this episode of Forward Thinking Founders. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies. And the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus. So if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews. So check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Baron Kukmes, who is the founder of Arway. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great, yeah. Thank you for having me on board, Matt. Uh, it's yeah, going pretty well. It's uh, currently 1 a.m. here in uh, London. <laughs> you just say it's 1 a.m.? You, you, wow, that is some serious dedication. I... I salute you for doing this podcast at 1am and I also apologize yeah. for making you do it at 1am. No worries. I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, quite crazy to think, you know, who does a podcast at 1am? Only um, a crazy dedicated founder does podcasts at 1am, which is what you are. But for people that don't know yeah. what you're working on, haven't heard of it, can you kind of share what you're, what you're up to and what you're working on with our way? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I mean, firstly, I can tell you guys all about, what we're doing at Arway. So we're a team of creators who really just care about your safety, well-being, and experience through location and augmented reality services. Um, so what we're essentially building are tools to power camera devices with AI to recognize their surroundings for hyper-accurate location. Um, so this would be used in, in apps, uh, so in GPS night environments. And really the, the core of the problem we're solving is uh, there are, like right now, there's billions of dollars being spent on these high-maintenance hardware systems like Wi-Fi and beacons to just achieve uh, this kind of location accuracy in GPS design environments, um, to deploy services from navigation to enabling even search and rescue operations in emergencies. Uh, So what we're essentially doing is bridging this gap of scalability by removing complete hardware dependency and uh, leveraging mobile cameras to basically interpret and navigate the GPS design world. So can you tell me, yeah, can you kind of yeah. give me? Uh, yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, doing a little deeper, giving me an example sure. of how it could potentially be used to help me understand. 
Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I must have thrill a lot of technical jargon there, but just to give you a really nice example, uh, let's say in an airport, right? I mean, who hasn't been lost in an airport or hospital before? Um, you know, in these places, you'd expect there to be some sort of infrastructure, like a GPS or some sort of Google Maps, for you to actually understand where you are and, and navigate to your destination. But uh, oftentimes, GPS is really an inaccurate in these situations. So uh, to actually combat this, a lot of airports and airlines rely on beacons, these hardware sensors to deploy this. And it, you know, costs them loads of money. And it, it's a pain in the ass to like actually set up and, and actually uh, uh, maintain. So uh, yeah, what we're essentially doing is instead of relying on beacons, can we just make your mobile camera, uh, yeah, mobile phones camera just a little bit smarter with some AI and uh, use that to have a kind of recognition of your surroundings. And the way we do that is getting like a digital copy of the indoor environment, feeding that into our system, and then uh, our AI is able to just recognize uh, according to that digital model where you are uh, to a centimeter accuracy. So that's what we're really proud of, uh, that centimeter uh, accuracy, especially in those indoor or GPS nights uh, situations. So this is obviously incredible technology. We'd love to hear a little bit about how you got started, why you got started, and the origin story for our way. Yeah, of course. Uh, so yeah, when I was actually 14, uh, high-rise fire in London changed my life. Um, so this was the Grenfell fire, of course. And uh, this basically really pushed me to, to question uh, the, the accuracy of, of current location tools and really why they aren't being used in emergencies to assist authorities. So at this point, um, I decided to actually create my uh, prototype. Uh, I think it was back in uh, the summer of 2017. And so at this time, uh, Apple just released some new technology, uh, which was ARKit. And so I thought, okay, if the biggest problem is understanding where people are inside a high-rise building uh, to communicate with them, why can't we uh, get their location through, let's say, the, the computer's uh, camera? Because I saw there was some research already done on this. So I decided to just build a very basic prototype. Um, I ended up taking this to a few award shows, uh, some competitions. Uh, then I picked up some recognition from Sky News and BBC News. And uh, yeah, really from there, I was able to um, have enough traction to start building a team. And uh, I, I thought to myself, okay, instead of just focusing on building like a technology for, for firefighters or in, in government, which is a very slow process, keep in mind, to actually sell to a government or have that kind of uh, uh, innovation push through the, the chain. Um, so I decided, okay, can we first prove some commercial applications of this kind of technology? So I ended up, um, yeah, forming a little bit of a, a tech team, developed it out a little bit more, um, and then we set up some, some uh, POCs. Uh, so our first POC started in a hospital in all the way in uh, India, in Bangalore. So my co-founder, he was actually in, uh, is based in Bangalore. So he had access to this facility. We had the opportunity with this doctor to run the, the whole POC. And uh, yeah, we, we had some really positive feedback. So we were able to save them a, a, a lot of time and a lot of uh, uh, money or being spent on having extra assistance deployed to give directional um, instructions. So instead they just had like a 2D navigation map. All they had to do was point and shoot their phone. So you know, for a couple seconds, point their phone camera, understand where they are, and then they can just use a 2D uh, navigation to get to their destination. I'm so we curious. actually have a blog on that as well. Oh yeah. That, well, 
Oh, do you are you kind of a fan of like documenting the product? You say you just said you had a blog on that. Like, do you have an active blog on like the journey so far or what you're building? Oh yeah, of course. So so we have a yeah we've we've uh, blogged all, all all the sort of like milestones we've had. So uh, we even have videos on our YouTube channel just uh, going over all the demos we've done. And uh, yeah, from there I think you can really see how the technology has progressed since that early prototype in 2017 to 2018. And uh, yeah, now we're actually really proud to introduce our own uh, software kit. So uh, now to kind of explain the transition from 2019 to 2020. Uh, so we went from, of course, deploying our own POCs and projects to now actually providing the tools so other developers and studios can deploy projects. So, you know, that's opened up a whole array of different use cases and verticals. So we've seen, um, you know, some of our top studios, especially in marketing, they, they love using these location capabilities for uh, some of their augmented reality experiences. Um, we've seen, you know, we've recently been in textiles in the allied space program. So we've explored loads of uh, different uh, defense opportunities with the US Air Force. Um, we've also had the, the chance to um, work with some other uh, uh, studios focused, especially on the travel sector. So working with airlines like Air Asia. Um, so yeah, we've had loads of different opportunities. I mean, even with COVID, uh, the, the biggest, of course, concern is around contactless location travel and the rest of it. So kiosks in a shopping mall or in an airport are essentially going to be dead now in a post-COVID world. So uh, everyone's going to rely on their own uh, devices, of course. So that's that's uh, where we've seen a lot of uh, innovation happening and and uh, a lot of opportunity, uh, especially now airlines are starting to demand these like uh, you know they have to fit new regulations, so they they are uh, they're trying to find some sort of solution quite fast to to adapt to this. It's a it's a hell of a journey. I'm curious for you, what have been some some lessons you've learned along the way since you started this? Now you're like going through through this accelerator, building building a company. What have been some learnings you've yeah. come across? Yeah, um, sure. So I think the the biggest learnings I've had is how important uh, a team is. I mean. Uh, I think it, it's impossible to combat any large problem or even any problem um, on your own without a team. Uh, so I think having other perspectives and, and other ideas to contribute to is, is really the, the sort of machine you need to, to bring this vision to reality. And um, I think a, a really good book that, that really illustrates this is The Fifth Discipline. Uh, I definitely recommend that book because it, it really shows how there's this uh, sort of um, you know, the, the, there's your vision and then there's the reality of the situation. So uh, being able to, to take reality and, and push it towards your vision and bring your vision to life is, is uh, I think, you know, at times very stressful and uh, hard to do. And most people fail at actually bring that to, to reality. But I think that's why having a team and uh, let's say co-founders is very important because they bring on that, that extra power uh, so that you can all basically perform as one unit. Um, I'm, I'm blabbing on here, but yeah, I think the team is, is definitely uh, really important. So yeah, make sure you pick the right co-founders. I'm curious for you, like, how do you actually, like, from what you just said, like, w what do you think about in regards to forming the right team? Um, you know, is there things that you look for when you think about future team members Is the people, is there values that are looking for culture fit culture add? What are, what, yeah. how do you think about build, team building now that you realize that it's a very important, you know, activity to think about uh, team building? Yeah, of course. So I think having a yeah diversity in, in terms of, um, 
a diverse uh, array of skills and, and uh, personalities is very important. So having someone, of course, experienced is great, but also having someone super ambitious and, and having that as a balance. Um, so in our current team structure, we have, um, uh, you know, our growth lead is, is uh, you know, over 40. And um, our web lead is actually uh, turning 18 next month. So, you know, there's a, there's a ma massive gap there. Um, but the whole point is we're able to bridge that, um, I guess, age difference and, and, and sort of use to our advantage to bring in new perspectives. Uh, so, you know, it's like as if you're counterbalancing being super conservative with being super risky. Uh, so it's like that perfect balance, I'd say. You know, you, you definitely need a crazy founder and you also need like a, a, um, a sort of conservative founder so that you can find that middle balance. Yeah, it's all about the complementary skill sets and mindsets. 100%. Yeah, percent. Of course. What do you What do you think about when you look into the future? Um, you know, five, ten years down the line, um, what could this company look like? Or I guess, in other words, what's your big vision and what direction are you growing in, in every day? Yeah, of course. So I'd say the big vision for us right now is is really being able to bring um, these location capabilities to life. So we want to see every single app uh, that uses location with these extra uh, capabilities deployed out there. So whether it's a, a, in a GPS week environment or a GPS denied environment, um, we're able to, to continue this, this innovation because, you know, a lot of different uh, apps and, and opportunities and innovation has been missed out because the technology simply hasn't been there. And I think in the next five to 10 years, as we see new uh, devices enter the market, such as the AR uh, headsets, you know, with Facebook's recent announcement of their project, um, it's all fueling and, and adding more fire, uh, well, adding more fuel to the fire, of course, uh, which in turn is is proving to to um, require technologies like ours, uh, you know, computer vision um, more than ever, because these tools will be powered by AI. And, um, you know, there's, I think, a few fundamental elements, which such as computer vision that really make um, they're more possible. So yeah, for us, it's, it's just continuing to, to deploy our tool sets, uh, toolkits with, with developers, of course, and, um, really having an impact because we, we want to see this, uh, in the, the hands of millions of end users and eventually billions. So I think if we can, uh, touch uh, millions of users in the next year or so, um, that's, that's really the sort of milestone we'd end for, uh, aim for. And and this would be through different streams, whether it's us working directly with our enterprise customers or, uh, if we work with some larger studio companies, studio development uh, teams to, to bring this to life. And to make that happen, you'll, you'll obviously need some help, right? Like you'll need the team that you're talking about. That's so important. Maybe more investors, employees, customer, or, uh, customers. And luckily you got all yep. the people listening to this podcast or could be in those categories, right? So for my, my second and last question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help you? Do you even ask for the listeners in a way that can help move the needle for you a little bit? Yeah, of course. I think we're always looking for strategic people to work with. So whether this is, uh, let's say a strategic investor or a, a, a computer vision enthusiast, um, or, you know, a, a developer, uh, we're always open to reaching out and, and setting up those conversations. Um, because currently what we're looking to do now, a part of the next step of our growth plan is, uh, of course, to complete our seed round. So we would be open to starting discussions with some strategic investors, especially. Um, but again, we are open to, to uh, talking to other computer vision enthusiasts as ourselves and uh, 
yeah, also connected with any other founder or, or company in the, in the space uh, to share the same vision. Awesome. And if someone wanted to get in touch, someone does, does share the same vision, um, how can they get in touch? Do you have a website? Are you on social media? Can they email somebody? How can someone get in touch if they're interested? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, of course, through our website, you can go through and uh, reach out to us. We have our email on there, uh, but you can also reach out to me directly. Uh, I'd be more than happy to facilitate those conversations. Uh, you can reach me at baron at allway.app. Um, and just to spell that, that's uh, at A-R-W-A-Y dot uh, A-P-P. So, uh, yeah, happy to start discussions from there. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Matt. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.